You're listening to Awakening with Rabbi Ami Silver on the Shefa Podcast Network. Join Rabbi Ami as he shares the wisdom of the Hasidic master, Rabbi Kolonimus Kalman Shapira of Piazetsna. Through the Piazetsna Rebbe's various works, Rabbi Ami guides us on a unique path of healing, transformation, and awakening to experiencing the divine that is steeped in the Jewish mystical tradition. I was just thinking while we were singing that uh, <clears throat> the words "Tedanigun ani avdecha ben amatecha pitachta lemoserai yana Hashem kani avdecha." That it's uh, it's talking about some kind of inherent collaboration between us and God. Like there's an inescapable. Reality where we belong to God in this relationship. It's like, I'm born into this. Like by 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 definition, definitively, this is this is my identity. I'm my, I'm just born this way. Well, let me let me do it in a way that's that's going to be free, freeing. It's not going to be constricting. But um, I was thinking also that Rosh uh, Hashanah, we. Blow the shofar. That's Zecher uh, Yitzchak, right? The ram's horn at the Akeda. and and when Abraham is bringing Yitzchak there and, and, and raising the, the knife about to shecht Yitzchak, so he sees the ram is is caught basvach bekarnav. It's caught in the entanglement. Its horn is in the entanglement, and it's stuck with that entangled horn that that frees them. Svach in modern Hebrew, sibuchim. You know, sibuchim. Stuff's complicated. You know, stuff's all tangled up. So it's dafka, the tangled horn. That, that's that's where the freedom, the freedom for release comes from. And, that, and I'm thinking here also in our context. You know, it's like we have we have no choice but to belong to God. Like that is a given. Given that, like, what? How are we going to make this work? You know, we're stuck together. We're caught. We're tangled in this relationship. And Dafka, we have to we have to blow the horn of freedom. You know, we have to find that place of, of expansiveness from within that 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 bonded relationship. Intertwined. Intertwined. So, so on the one hand, it means that it's it's right ready and available to us because it's it's at our it's at our root. There's no escaping it. But that's part of the difficulty too: is that uh, we have to enter into that inescapable bind in order to find. Someone's listening. As she was saying. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start. Um, we're, we're learning from the P.S. Rebbe, from the Sefer Derech HaMelech. Um, this is a drasha he gave on Rosh Hashanah, Tafresh Pevav, which uh, was 1925. And I'll just say, I'll is that I find that the Rebbe's drasha on Rosh Hashanah are like from a different, like all of the drasha in this Sefer are extremely deep and this expansive view, his Torahs on Rosh Hashanah are like even more revealed. And it hit me, it's like, oh, it's because he's speaking on Rosh Hashanah. Like he's speaking from the experience of being in Rosh Hashanah. So he's already in this place of like greater Gilui, and, and this is the Torah that he's sharing. So the Rebbe starts like this. Mevarchim lishmoa kol shofar. The bracha on Tzkiah is to hear the sound of the shofar. V'navina, halo hatokeh hu she'oseh ha-bracha. Madua ino mer litko. The Baal, the Baal Tokea is the one who's making the bracha, 
like on behalf of the Hokal, and and is the one who's blowing the shofar. So shouldn't the bracha be litkoa bashofar? Shouldn't the bracha be on the act that we're doing? If I'm blowing the shofar, why am I making a bracha to hear the shofar? Right? It should be to blow the shofar. And the Rebbe says, and likewise, we're going to try to understand a little bit, a little bit about tshuva. V'chenet ha-gemara, it says in Gemara Rosh Hashanah, Amar Rabbi Yitzchak, Lama tokin b'Rosh Hashanah? Lama tokin? Rachmana Amar Tiku. Gemara Rosh Hashanah says, Rabbi Yitzchak asks, why do we blow a shofar on Rosh Hashanah? And the answer is, why do we blow? Because God said to blow. And what, what, you think Rabbi Yitzchak, when he asked the question, he didn't know that the Torah says blow? What kind of answer is this? Okay, so these are just some opening questions. It's just <coughs> chapter headings that the Rebbe is going to get to eventually. However, Rebbe is beginning now to the Joshua here. It says in the Gemara, Tamid, what is the the straight path, the proper path, the appropriate path that a person should should clarify for themselves? So one of the opinions is a person should love tochachot, should love uh, rebukes. And there's one opinion that says, What's the path? What is what should I be focusing on in my life? What's the path? What do I do with with, with myself with this hundred twenty years? So one of the opinions is yichazek strengthen yourself with with greater emunah. So the Rebbe says, well, if you look on the Gemara there, the parish it's not Rashi's parish. He says the parish there yichazek The Mefarshim there say it means do business um, faithfully. Be faithful in business. Aval, the Rebbe says, however, But let's stick to the pshat. When it says amuna, have amuna yitera. We're talking about amuna and Hashem. Faith in God. The Rebbe says, okay, but if we're talking about have amuna yitera, have this like in greater amuna, he's like, what does it even mean? More amuna. I miss you, the amuna. Is emuna something that's quantifiable? Is it like I have I have I have six now and I want eight by Tuesday? Yomar <laughs> yeah. that you can call increased emuna a little bit more. What does more look like? What does quantity look like? How do you increase emuna? What is what are we talking about here? Uvichlal, Rabbi says, in, let's just talk even in, in a bigger sense. Adama Mugbal. Remember the Rebbe's talking on Rosh Hashanah here. Okay. We've got to like take ourselves a little bit to, to Rosh Hashanah if we're close enough. They're saying, Bichlal, a limited human being. Can any person actually say, Ani ma'amin b'Hashem? Be'ein sof, be'ein tachlit? Like, am I really talking about the infinite creator? Can I, can I in my limited being, really say, Can Ani ma'amin b'Hashem? Omnam, however, the Rebbe says. So I, I think if you if you're nodding your head saying, "Oh yeah, sure, we, we can really believe that," then the Rebbe's saying you're wrong. <laughs> At least not in the way that we think. Yeah. At least not in not not in not in the way that we're thinking. Omnam kamoshi yefsharlo adam hamugbal hakir etayin sofein tachlit ki b'sichlo hamugbal. However, just like 
a limited person, has no ability to, to really comprehend the infinite. Because with my mind, I'm only able to, to really comprehend things that will, will fit into the limits of my own mind. So whatever I can comprehend of, 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 of the divine is going to be a certain portion, what he calls some some degree of revelation of something of something of the divine, but not God, not the Ensof. The same is true with Emunah. Just like the just like the limits of my mind can only comprehend something that is is already limited. So same too with Emunah. If I say, I believe. So what am I, I can only, I'm only really saying that I believe in some limited revealed form of, of God. Some sfirah, some tzimtzum, one quality, one thing that I've, that I've perceived. As far as I understand. Right. It's going to be in, um, it's going to be paralleled, so to speak, with my own limitations. So I'm the one who believes, and I'm only going to be able to, to believe and what, something limited in the, in the form that I can perceive. And this, everything we've been talking about, it's not, the Rebbe says, this is not the Munashlema. It's a portion, right? When we say the Anima mean from the Rambam, Sir Gimel, when we say we're not we're, the statement there means I'm not talking about just that kind of limited limited portion of perception that I can comprehend. We're talking about in the infinite. It means that my emunah that I'm speaking about when I say emunah shlema is not a portion to my own limitations. But it means that it's it's mamash something that pertains to that which is infinite. That's what it means when we say emunah shlema. Because the truth is, that emunah, or when we're talking about the, the kind of emunah the Rebbe is beginning to discuss here, is something that's the malamasecha. It doesn't fit into the limits of your mind. When we speak about a truer sense of emunah, it's not based on what we can understand or comprehend according to our, to our limitations. You can't actually give a reason why you believe. Any reason you can give, that's something that, that's intellectual, that's something that, that pertains to your, to your mind, to your thoughts. The minute you start to talk about reasons you believe, you're not talking about emunah anymore. You're talking about secha. You're having an intellectual conversation. Or you're speaking about something in your, in your thoughts, in your perception. It's already a conversation about something 
that exists within the limits of your mm. comprehension. Once you start talking about why and the reasons and explaining, you're not in the realm of emunah. You're already in You're limiting it. Yeah. You're, well, not only you're limiting it, you're not talking about the thing itself anymore. But because the thing itself doesn't, isn't, isn't limited to your, your perception. It's dealt with logically. Yeah. V'im ken me'ayin emunati. But if this is the case, if this is true, where does my emunah come from? If, if there's no ta'am to it, if there's no reason, if there's no explanation, if it, how does it pertain to me if it doesn't, so to speak, fit within me? If it's beyond me, how do I have it? What is my shaykhut to it? However, because, as the Zohar says in multiple places, Hashem creates the world, the Zohar says that the reason, the impulse for creation, God's motivation in making us and this whole thing is so that we shall know God, so that we can come to know God, so we can have a relationship with God. And so that means that God also created me so that I can know God. Maybe it says in a simple way, this is the this is the only basis for being able to have any amuna. Why does a human being have amuna? Because God created us in line with all of the, the universe so that we can we can we can know God. And here knowing doesn't mean seicha like he's been speaking about, not a kind of intellectualizing. Not theology, but some kind of overwhelming awareness. That is the basis where where our munah comes from. Not from our own reasoning and, and, and understanding, but something embedded in in our very being, something embedded in the very act of creation. So therefore... It's not appropriate to say, I believe and I know God. You could say in your, the Ani here is in uh, quotation marks. It's not really appropriate to speak of ourselves as the ones who understand and know. Rather, what Emunah is, the more appropriate way to, to, to speak of Emunah is that God has revealed a lie upon me. God has revealed to me. Through me. There's a revelation that trickles into my into my awareness. Just like Hashem revealed God's self on Har Sinai. So if Harsinai was uh, was able to talk and think like us, so Harsinai could have also said, oh, guess what, everyone? I know God. Could have been patting patting itself on the back. And look, I have such great, great realization of God. But because we're the ones who are thinkers and talkers and figure-outers, so it's clear to us that the mountain doesn't know God. The mountain doesn't believe in God. God, reve- God was revealed on the mountain. Same, same is true with us. We mislead ourselves. We're mistaken by saying, I believe. 
but we're 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 wrong when we when we make that statement. Because where does your emuna come from? If it's you that's believing. So so you, in your limited perception, are believing in a limited form or revelation or part of, of something divine. But the truth of the truth is that what we call emuna is nothing other than God being revealed upon us. We are like the mountain that God appears on. We didn't make it happen. We didn't come to that conclusion. We're a receptacle. A landing, a landing ground. A vessel. It's for this reason, this is why we have a feeling of something divine. This is why we have a sense of, of something divine. <coughs> and, and in this way, in this sense, we actually do have something of He said those words, as long as we're talking on, on a secha level, we're not saying, we're not speaking mm. the truth of those words. The way in which we do, however, the way in which our emunah is something that, that is truly relating to the infinite is in, in a way that's beyond everything that we can understand and speak of in our limited, <clears throat> in our limited perception. And it's beyond anything that we have come to ourselves. It's this embedded gift way in which God has created us. Sort of like an undercurrent in the in our soul's DNA. Just like you don't go around under, trying to ask all kinds of um, kashis and trying to figure out, wait, but the sun, it's, it's shining and, and is the light coming from the... You don't have to, have to um, guess Second guess whether or not the sun is, is shining. So to thousand upon thousand times more, the Rebbe says exponentially more. You are certain in your because God dwells within you. Believe in Hashem. What does that mean? What do you believe? You're in Seichel. You're asking Seichel. You're asking Seichel. What he's talking about? No, that Hashem exists. That that. Let's let's say in a simple. I'll tell you I'll tell the simplest simplest way that I'm understanding what he's saying. Simplest way I'm understanding what he's saying is, it's clear to me that. That there is a self baruchu, that the godly reality of, of infinite rea- infinite godly reality is cl- clearly clearly real to me. Not because I'm thinking about it, but there's there's a part of me that that just nice. mamash knows that Hashem exists, but not that Hashem exists, but is is in a sense staring at the end self, staring world. at the end self. 
attached to the insof and, and knows that truth. Not that there is, in it, but some kind of direct seeing. Seeing is, is, is already direct mashal, it's an analogy to it. It's more than seeing. It's, it's, a, it's a knowing at the, at the root of my being. Awareness. It's the moment you draw into it, you, you're not mm-hmm. there anymore. I, I'll just, I want to say one thing. When we read the words of uh, the tzaddikim and, and, and things like this, so it's very, very easy to either think like, okay, he's talking about that because he's a tzaddik, and that's maybe how he experiences the world, but, but not me. Yeah. Or maybe we read it's like, okay, it's a nice idea, but like, okay, it's a little You know, he, he clearly doesn't know what it's like to be me, right? And, Out of touch. And, and what, what I want to say is, when we read these words, this is something that the, the peace officer himself does uh, all over the place very artfully. And I, and I think really all the tzaddikim are really speaking from this place is, it's not that he has some kind of greater existence than I do, and so he is different than I am. And this is his reality, but not mine. But he's, he's sharing here a perspective about myself that in the way that I perceive and think about how I live, so I call it, I'm telling myself a certain story that defines it in a certain way. And, and what, the, what the words that I'll be speaking here is he's... And we'll see, I think, as we go on, he does this even in, in, a, in a more deeper and closer-to-home way, but he's, he, what he's speaking to is saying, the story you're telling yourself is, isn't, isn't the full story. Let me help you understand the, the deeper story about what your life is like, what even what you are experiencing that's making you say what you're saying. Let me help you give it new language. Let me help you see it in a in a broader way. It's not about changing me from one person to a different person or about comparing where I am to where he is. It's about helping me learn more deeply about my own experience. You know, say Moshe, say I'm walking down down a road, and and I and I see like a a forest over here and a forest over there. I don't know where I'm on a trail. I don't know where it's where it splits off to. I don't know which way to go. But if somebody's standing up a little bit higher than me, and they can see over that tree line, they see, oh, you know, the path actually goes this way. It's very simple. Like somebody who has a bigger perspective, they can help me understand perspective about myself. It's not that I need to go up to the mountain to know how to get through the trees, but, but, but having that perspective helps me now understand the path that I'm on. So what he's saying here, just to, to come back, in <coughs> simple, simple, simple words for a non-simple um, <laughs> teaching here, is that the core of emunah, the core of our emunah, is truly an attachment that we have with the Ensof Baruch There is something we know deeper than everything else that we know with our mind. And it's something that is that is beyond our comprehension, and that is, when we speak about Emunah in a true way, that is what we're talking about. God is revealed upon and through each one of us. The question is, 
how do how do we come to to perceive that and become aware of that and, and to to live in 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 relationship with that? Let's go on. Avram Avinu Shahya Roshama Aminim Nemaralave Amin Bashram Vehalot Sidaka. Avram Avinu Roshama Aminim, the first person who came to this realization. It says about him, Vehemin Bashem, he had faith in Hashem, Vayachshavealot Sidaka, and he thought of it as Tstaka. Eta Amuna Hashav Shitstaka Mashem. There he says, Avram Avinu thought he understood. This emunah I have, this sense that I have, is a gift from God. God gave me tzedakah. I have nothing. It's been given to me. It's been given to me. Lo I mean, it's not that he believes. It's total charity. This generous gift that God is, is, is being revealed to Abraham. Asher which this itself is is the root, is the core of of, of emunah. Any any glimmer of emunah that that we feel within ourselves, it's a hitkalut elohit. It is like Avram Avinu. It's it's a it's a it's a coin dropping in that stuck in the stuck of <laughs> It's a gift. It's it's a it's a hitkalut. Something is being revealed within me. Anytime I feel just just a, a bit of emunah, the Rabbi is saying, this is a revelation within you. Lo hitgalut nitzot. It's not the kind of hitgalut of a nitzot, of a spark, of something that something limited and, and small that I've come to, to perceive and figured out. Rakhitgalut ain't sofi. It's a it's a drip of ensof within you. There's a there's a revelation of something in self. The the, the 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 substance, the core of what that is, it is the in self awakening within you. Can I get to the end of the paragraph? So you might think, wait a minute, it's very nice talk, but you don't you know but you don't know who I am. <laughs> Rabbi says, wait a minute. Do you think that because a mountain is a is a lump of dirt, so it's impossible for the insult to be revealed upon the mountain? None of us none of us thinks that, oh well, Harsinai is just a mountain. How could God possibly be revealed on a mountain? It's a, it's a bunch of dirt. So so us who are also Krutzechomer, we're also lumps of dirt. We can't perceive the insult. We can't comprehend. The infinite. Krutze um, Chomer. We are formed from dust. mud. Anything that we could comprehend is going to be some small glimmer of a glimmer of a glimmer. But our limits, just like Harsinai's limits, don't stop God from being revealed on Harsinai. Our own limits to perceive and understand do not stop the insult from being revealed upon us either. Any question or comment? Yeah. So if uh, Amuna is basically Tzedakah from Hashem, <laughs> yeah. if I don't have Amuna, does that mean God has not allowed me to have Amuna in God? So, first of all, I think the Rebbe is telling us here 
it's actually not true that you don't have him. You, that you don't not you don't not have a munah. Right. Yeah. You are you are. When we don't have a munah, it's it's on the level of seichel. We do or don't have. There can be more. There can be less. There can be a something. There can be a, a less of a thing. The munah he's speaking about is a is a more core sense of, of our being. I'll tell you a story. I don't know if this is uh, helpful or not, but um, as long as it's entertaining. What? As long as it's entertaining. Oh man. Okay. I was once in a in an emergency room in in Boulder, Colorado. Nothing big, but I cut my toe on like a metal bed frame, and I thought maybe I need. She said, "I have a set of good work. but I, you know, like emergency rooms, you have to wait for hours there, regardless. And we're there, and as I'm there, this this total drunk guy like stumbles in and is like slurring and speaking, and the, and, and the, the the people working at the at the desk, he fell off his motorcycle, and people at the desk are like, oh, again. Oh. And like it's better. Like <laughs> this guy, like every couple days, every week or so, he gets in, he gets drunk, he gets into an accident, he shows up in the emergency room. He's a regular. Well, he's a regular, exactly. <laughs> the bars are closed, so this is where you, you know. Um, and like everybody, you know what it's like. Everyone's like trying to divert eye contact, whatever. And this guy's just doing his thing, and it's very. The room's not bigger than this kind of area. And at some point, he comes over. He's like, oh, "Can I ask you something?" We're gonna found spirituality, wow. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that's why he's here. <laughs> I was like, this is why he's in the emergency room." <laughs> that's why you were there, and that's why I was there. Yeah. I didn't need yeah. What answer did you give? So I sat there. I'm just, you know, taking it in. Uh, I don't remember the exact words, but but I basically said to him, "I was like." What made you wake up this morning? Like what? Where did that first breath come from? Where did you, opening your eyes, where did that come from? Where does your next breath come from? What's causing, what's, what's, what's fueling that in you? You know, I didn't give him drushas about modani, rabbi munatecha, no, waking up in the middle. It's not time for drushes, you know, but but just talking to him, like, what is it that is keeping you here moment to moment? That is fueling your being, your 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 awareness, your your breath, the the functioning of your 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 very existence. Like, let's just pay attention to that a little more. You don't need to ride your motorcycle up the mountain and get hurt, <laughs> you know. But like. You want to know where to find spirituality? Let's just like start looking there. Let's look at what's what's fueling our being. Oh, the gummy. The fact that he's asking is, uh, you know, he's already a navi. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I wasn't going to tell him that. Um, I don't know why we got there. You asked the question: Do I have faith? Do I not have faith? What are we, well, when, yeah, when we don't have faith? Yeah, Sadaka, right. Then, so if it's stuck out, then what if we don't have? So. Maybe it helps to know that we're poor and to ask for more stuff. <laughs> but I think on a, on a more simple level, I think the, what the Rebbe is doing here is, is trying to help us reframe the way that we're thinking about this. We are walking faith. We are walking faith. That's a beautiful way to say it. It's a beautiful way to say it. Everybody's starting to ask your question. My, my, my avoda, therefore, is that I be ra'ui 
that I be worthy or an appropriate vessel for God to be revealed upon. Okay, now we're finally getting to Where does the Ikar Hitkalut, what's the, the main channel through which this revelation comes? It's Chuva. It's Chuva. What, what does this mean, the Ikar Hitkalut Chuva? Okay, this Rebbe's going to speak a bit about this. Chuva is the pathway of God's revelation in this world. Let's see what, the, what he means. The essence of tshuva is not merely about fixing what I do wrong. It's not about my sins. Tshuva was present at the very beginning of all creation. Okay? God wasn't precedes the world's existence. It wasn't that God sinned and is now trying to fix it. It's, like, it's the wrong wrong way to, to define the term here. Okay? says in Chazal that at first God rose in God's thoughts, whatever that means, we're not going to try to understand that, to create b'mida tadin, to create the world through the the, the quality of, of deen, of judgment, of, of harshness. God saw the world isn't going to be able to stand this way. So God was makdim rachamim, preceded all of this creation of deen with rachamim, with compassion, with understanding, with love, and joined rachamim together with with this deen. That's why it says Hashem and Elokim. That God, God, Hashem Elokim. Those two names, those two qualities of God, creating together the universe. What, what the Rebbe is saying here is that this is a description of God's tshuva. This is a description of God's tshuva. When Chazal says, tshuva kadma le'olam, the tshuva precedes the world, this is the story Chazal tells about the tshuva that preceded the world. Of Hashem saying, I want to do it this way. Oh, but I now have to do it this way. Yes. Hashem's own tshuva is where Hashem shifted course. To shift from Din to Rachamim. Change that that ability to change from one direction to another. <laughs> to offset the rigid path and 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 and, and lean into a, a, a an expansive way of Rachamim. This was God's tshuva that, that stood behind all of creation. And it's not just the first act of creation. The truth is, all of the essence of the Bria itself, what is it? Imlo tshuva. What is the process of creation if not an ongoing act of tshuva? Mitchila. Lo haya olam. First there was no world. And this situation, this state of being, couldn't stay, did not stay static. But God moved from there to create. 
Because the, the very concept of tshuva is the push, the urge for divine revelation. The push for something new, something godly to be known and revealed and uncovered. And this push, this fueling energy is eternal and it, and it is constant. For any of you who have ever looked at Rav Kook's Arota Tshuva, Rav Kook is a very similar paradigm. The Tshuva isn't just this idea, I did something wrong, I want to fix it, but it's, it's the the constant pulsating energy that moves things forward, that brings things into greater and greater degrees of being. So my one very small way in which I might experience that is an awareness and a feeling of I did something wrong, I feel like I'm in the wrong, I want there, I want to be more, I want to be more whole, I want to be better. That's one very individualized, very specific expression of this general, all-encompassing energy of tshuva that, that lies as the pulsing heart of all, of all creation, of all life, of all being. Rabbi's going to tell a, a story of the world now, with this lens. Okay? So now in a Kabbalistic sense, he's speaking, there was no revelation. So, so this push, this urge to, to reveal uncovers Keter, uncovers the crown, the highest point of, of God's revelation. So the Keter was pushed until Chokhmah is, is uncovered. So all of the Sirot, all of the rungs and levels of divine uncovering and revelation, one after the next, after the next, Shuva is pushing it forward. God is being pushed forward to reveal more and more of God's self fueled by this power of tshuva. And the push didn't end. The situation could not stay static as it was. Rather the push of tshuva to do things that have not been done until now, to be what, have, what, what God has not yet been to reveal even more of God's own self, pushes itself forward and makes a world, all the levels of existence, all the worlds. And even now in this very moment, God creating anew, the whole celebration at every moment. And the hitkalut, again, the revelation, the way that God is, is known and uncovered and revealed, Increased more and more. Nitkale Hazora Kadosh. It wasn't enough that it was just a Torah Bichtav and a Torah Baal With time, the, the Zohar Kadosh was revealed. This, this way of knowing God, this deeper revelation came to the world. The Ramak, the Ariza, the Baal Shemtov, all of the different subsequent layers of, of Pnimiuta Torah, of uncovering more of God. This is all a process of this great. Unfolding tshuva, of there being more gilu yelohi, bring more of a revelation of God in the world. Until we get to our moment, which is the heels of Mashiach. 
Shahid Galut, Higia Kfarad Asof, Lakavayim. The revelation has come so deep that it's reached to the to the bottoms of the souls. Soul here, S O L E. The bottom of the feet. <laughs> the world is pushing forward to wait for the the fuller, fullest next step, next step of that revelation. And this process, this dechifa, this urge, takes place within each person of Israel. Whether it's the person who feels disgust over their the kind of pits they've fallen into, over their, their behaviors, the image here is the creepy crawlers that have, have that I've been in, in, entrapped with through my through my actions. Whether and whether it's for the person who isn't sitting there feeling pain over all of their sins. They're just feeling, my heart is heavy and sealed up. You're asking, what do I do? What if I don't feel, I feel like I don't have a munah, if I don't have that stuff. So the Rebbe here is talking about different ways that we might feel, I want want some more of this. I need more of the gilui. There's something that's not here that's waiting to be uncovered within me. That could come to me through a feeling of remorse over my actions and an awareness of where I'm at. That could come to me from just running up against the tumtumalev, <coughs> feeling the seal on my heart, wanting it to be to be opened. <laughs> Sensing my that holy nefesh within me that's 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 been weighed down. Lying in the ground, the chafetz laalot, and has a desire, a desire to be elevated. There's something in me that wants, oh, wants a little more. That's wanting the shechina to to dwell here with me. I'm wanting more of something godly. All of this feeling, all of these urges within us to. Want more, to come closer, to repair, to stand up a little taller. Is all the It's all the God dwelling within us, pained, wanting to come out more. The voice of God that is speaking within us. What is God actually saying to us? What are the words behind? What's the divine communication behind all of those feelings we have of remorse or desire to be better, desire to want more, or what have you? Child, don't damage me. Open up a space for me to be revealed with you. That's what God is whispering to us behind all of our remorse and our tzav. And our not, I'm not where I want to be and I'm not good enough and I messed this up and I can't believe I did this and, and can't I only stop it? That's our talk to ourselves. But the, the voice behind that, the whisper behind that is, is, is God saying, child, I'm here. 
Don't hold me. Don't hold me down. Open up a space for me to for me to to be shown here. We have to stop here today. The dechifa for tshuva makes me want to want to keep going. We're gonna to have to hold on to the wanting of it for that tshuva. You have the words; you can learn them and read them uh, between now and next week. But we're gonna pick up here next week and see more of the Rebbe's uh, Torah. And but the main thing that we're we're at right now is both reframing what we think about how we conceive or relate to this very concept of emunah Hashem and how we relate to this concept of tshuva. That it's actually something that we're in partnership with. And not only that, but it's something that is that rests at the at the very base and foundation of our of our existence, of our being. And behind all of our feelings of of remorse, of, of thought, of what's what's that lo- where we're lost, where we're not there, it's actually coming from a from a place of being wholly connected and asking for, for us to open up the space for that to become more and more parents to us and more and more known and revealed through us. Many of these recordings are from Rabbi Ami's ongoing weekly classes given at Yeshivat Sharei Shalom in Jerusalem. For more information, go to shalom.org.il forward slash about. This podcast is supported in part from a grant from the Hadar Institute. The music is by Rav Daniel Kohn. The audio engineer is David Kwan. For more from the Shefa Podcast Network, visit our Facebook page and please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts.